Welcome to Achieve Wealth through value-add real estate investing. This is the show where the guru hype is banned and you get direct insights from commercial real estate operators. If you're a passive investor, this show can help you better understand investment opportunities. And if you're an active investor, the lessons from each episode can help you to become more effective in your own deals. Now, here's your host, investor and author, James Kandasamy. Hey, audience and listeners, this is James Kandasamy from Achieve Wealth Through Value at Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Rama Krishna from California. Rama has been focusing a lot on apartment purchases, which is averaging around 30 to 40 uh, units. And you know, the largest he have done was 59 units. So it's going to be very interesting, for, especially for a lot of people who are trying to get into the game and uh, also looking for like high uh, cash flow as well. We're going to go detail on why sometimes the smaller deals makes a lot more money than larger deals. So, hey, Rama, welcome to the show. Thank you, James. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and one of the things that we want to talk about, apart from going into Rama strategies and businesses, you know, we want to go into what asset manager can do during this COVID-19 uh, crisis that has been happening right now. Hopefully, I can publish this podcast as soon as possible, but I'm sure it's going to be very relevant because it's going to take a few months for this uh, crisis to you know, subside, I guess, and may take a few more quarters to fully subside. So Rama, did I miss out anything on your credentials? No, not much. I think, uh, so just to kind of re-summarize, right, like I'm based out of California, Cupertino, Bay Area, San Francisco. I'm an IT professional. You know, just to recap, like 90 seconds, right? Uh-huh. Uh, started like uh, from real estate three years back, started from single family homes. You know, I was always wanted to actually do real estate, but the problem was I'm in Bay Area, really hot market. I cannot get like any cash flow. It's kind of very fi- hard to find deals. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to do out of state because... It's like, you know, it's like I have a very, uh, you know, stressful IT job here. I cannot travel to do hmm. out of state to do these things. I was postponing, you know, doing real estate for so long time. But three years back, kind of pulled the trigger, bought my two single family homes, one in Raleigh and Atlanta. Hmm. That's where I started. And then like, you know, quickly realized that I cannot scale with single family homes hmm. and got into multifamily, bought eight apartment complexes, uh, between 20 to 80 units. That's uh, more like a sweet spot for me, like doing the deals. We can go further into that. And one thing kind of uh, Mr. that we didn't talk before is that construction projects. I'm into two new construction projects, 97 and 83 units in, in Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina. So either like, you know, deep value adds, value adds, and then new construction, mostly into that kind of a overall, you know, existing apartments and new developments. Got it, got it, got it. That's That's very interesting. I think uh, we should just definitely talk just about you and maybe do a separate podcast for the COVID-19 asset management because there's so much of information that I want to get from you. And uh, I think the COVID-19 thing is also very important. So that's going to be another podcast maybe before sure. or after this. Let's go into details. So the, the market that you have been focusing on that I know we talked offline before this is Florida, Kansas City, and Ohio, and you are sitting yeah. in California. At what point of your work, you know, you are very stressful IT guy. I mean, I'm, I was a stressful IT guy too, right? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. was that aha moment saying that, hey, I better go and buy something else? Or did you, did you play around with stocks and, you know, you realize stocks is not for you? So what was that aha moment that right. you know, say that you need to go and uh, focus on buying uh, multifamily apartments? Right. So I did two businesses, IT businesses, products and like consulting business. I did stocks, options and everything. So there was a lot of active businesses, right? Like I need to be there 
uh, you know, really active. Let's say if somebody can start restaurants like franchises, you need to be there in that actively. If you don't be part of that business, then that, uh-huh. that you cannot like, you know, succeed in that, right? It. Even IT businesses are consulting or product development. Everything is active. Here, even in Bay Area, a lot of people having a lot of money from uh-huh. IT, either uh, freelancing or like full-time jobs. But the problem is if they don't, if they stop going Monday morning, they cannot make money. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the main part for me to getting into the aha moment, into the real estate. I know, and when I bought these single family homes, I'm getting like, you know, $200, $300 for each single family home as a cash flow. Okay. But then I wanted to scale it. Like, but at the same time, I thought I cannot scale it. The problem uh, with the apartments is, right, at the time, for me, personally, living in Bay Area, these apartment complexes are so expensive, right? <laughs> you know, like these are like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars. Like I, I didn't even know that, you know, we can buy uh, apartment complexes. Uh, the two things kind of uh, the aha moment for me is we can buy apartments as a common man with syndication, right? Syndication is another thing, right? I was buying single family homes myself and, and I know a lot of other, a lot of my friends actually buying single family homes out of state, right? They, they buy in Texas, you know, California, right? Like they buy everywhere all the single family homes. But if we combine the 10, 20, 30 people combined, we can actually buy larger complexes, larger commercial properties, right? Mm-hmm. That was aha moment. Yes, uh, the syndication itself was an aha moment for me. So was, reason that, why, uh, yeah. was that from someone talking to you or from bigger pockets or, you know, you dreamt right. about syndication or what happened? No, I learned about this. How did you find it with, out? With, uh, with the webinar from Neil Baba, right? Like, okay. You know Neil. Okay, yeah. And he was having this weekly or I think monthly multifamily fundamentals webinar, right? Okay. So three years back, uh, I think November, I think 2017, uh, kind of uh, uh, had like this webinar from him. And the moment I uh, did the webinar, I first reached, uh, reached uh, to him like, Neil, I want to meet you. Like, no, this is mm. really good. Like, this mm. is crazy, right? And then we met in a Starbucks in Fremont. And and I told after this, like, Neil, I wanted to learn this thing. This is exactly what I wanted to do, right? Mm. And he said, there's a boot camp coming up, uh, okay. e-boot camp, like in February. And mm. uh, he said, like, I'm going to sign up on that, mm. right? That's when kind of started so, so let me my stop, con- stop converting from, really, like, from single families to multifamily. Got it, got it, got it. So, but what were the few key things in that discussion with Neil that you have was like, wow, this 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 is suiting suitable for me like what was your personal thing that you think that oh this is like it's very interesting right. for me what are the aspects of syndication um, that was very uh, attractive to you overall apartments is a kind of a scaling the single family home model that what i'm thinking right well, i know that real estate can give passive income but that i cannot buy 100 200 300 single family homes that one one the first thing is scale the second thing is, is run as a business right like i did my it businesses before so apartments is also a business, right? You need to increase your income, decrease your expenses, mm. and and then efficiently run your operations. Make sure that you know everything, like your people management. You talk to your property managers, your investors, you know, your brokers, and seeing like identifying this analysis and everything, right? Run it as a business. Third thing aspect is the syndication model itself, right? Okay. You know, I have like you know hundreds of friends like here and then other acquaintances, old colleagues. A lot of people are high net worth individuals. You know, if, if I can prove myself in this business, I can definitely syndicate and raise capital, right? Mm. So those are the three main aspects for me kind of struck the card when I'm talking to him. And, you know, we can, and also the fundamental thing, hey, we can buy larger complexes like this. Like I was mm. not even imagining a common man can buy apartments, right? Mm. That's, uh, 
those are the three main aspects got it got it got it so okay so now you are sitting in california after you talk to neil you come out and you already go through his bootcamp why you went from california to florida kansas city and ohio or oh, which which deal did you buy first where which state was that from a multi family yeah multi family right for the first five deals i bought it in jacksonville florida okay why jacksonville um, florida why yeah. not uh, las vegas or utah or texas or right. is it just so, because you landed there by you know by luck right so i want to actually buy multi family in raleigh durham and atlanta because that's where okay. i started so mm-hmm. when when i started researching about markets when for my single family homes mm-hmm. some with all the research i did mm-hmm. i picked these two markets raleigh durham Ra- Okay. And, and so what are the things Atlanta. you saw in Raleigh, Durham, and Atlanta that was Somehow, like? Somehow, I think I'm awesome, reading awesome all market. the articles, all the re- reading all the articles and everything. You know, with the technology stuff happening also there and jobs mm. moving in. Mm. Very few. I I didn't actually connect the dots at the time, mm. right? Mm. When I did the boot camp from Neil, then I could able to connect the dots. So yes, these are good markets. And then I have started offering on uh, deals in North Carolina and Atlanta. Like none of them are penciling out. Like what is this? Like you know, mm-hmm. even two three years back, uh-huh. it's not working out. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine now. Or maybe like the Corona. I, you know, it, it's never kind of worked out for me because I never purchased in the last three years. And then kind of uh, when I started multifamily again, I started looking into these two markets: Raleigh, Durham, and Atlanta. I was offering ton of properties. I visited brokers. network like uh, either the deals are like c minus like really bad locations and bad tenant profile the income uh-huh. is bad which is numbers are working out but the thing i don't want to do the deals there <laughs> or it's too expensive where it's just like you know it's, it, it didn't work out for me and the single uh, the reason to, to jacksonville is when i was doing trying to expand markets for my single family homes uh-huh. i was looking at austin like and somehow actually got into jacksonville because of the property manager the property mm. manager i was actually referring they do turnkey single families home as well i was talking to them kind of uh, you know doing due diligence everything with them and making sure what kind of deal uh, you know single family homes that they can help me on on rehabbing and the stuff then i suddenly like after talking to neil i said like guys i'm not interested in single families you know <laughs> no we have deals like you know this is like 60k do arvs 120k like i don't like i don't you're done you're done with the arv I'm business done. <laughs> no, but they said, okay, we will we will help you in multifamily as well. Like you know, let me know if you find any deals. We will help mm. you manage, right? Mm. Then um, that's when kind of uh, Jacksonville started, and then they also kind of help you in due diligence and everything. Mm. Then we looked at few deals together, and we got mm. this twenty unit deal uh, that was on market actually. But mm. it's a heavy lifting stuff. Like the roofs are bad. Like you know, two three units are down. really heavy lifting i thought okay let me just get into it like you know the 20 unit is most like a cost of a one one condo here <laughs> right <laughs> so, so look, sounds just, looks so cheap yeah. right from like, like, when you look at california out. right you know what i'm going to lose here let me try it out and then mm. um, we made really good money on that so definitely that's a good i got the money from my friends and family first not a syndication it more like a joint venture mm. a lot of my small multi family is a joint venture we can go got into it. details how we structured those yeah so that was very good deal uh, we look back right now we did that and then quickly like you know since i like the market i kind of learned about jacksonville more the more i know it's like a really hot market then did four more deals you know in in the in the span of another 8 months to 9 months and then mm. all are small 20 30 12 32 59 uh, five so, deals i did uh, since you learn uh, syndication i mean you know syndication you can pull larger money and buy 100 plus unit right like some guru say buy start with 100 plus yeah 
why did you start with 20 and you know 30 and what was the driving motivation for that neil neil actually encourages to start with small like you know okay. uh, he he never said go more than 100 units but i'm part of uh, uh, think multi family mark kenny he suggests only 100 plus units because of several okay. like you no know, reasons you can because you if you putting effort on a 20 unit it's the same as 200 unit mm. go 100 plus like, i totally believe it from a mentorship perspective he he's definitely right on that because I, when i did my 8 llc taxes for last year <laughs> and all the administrative work that goes be, be behind these things i would totally agree with uh, mark and also any other you know, gurus out there said like do not go 100 plus uh, go only 100 plus units i totally agree on that from effort standpoint mm-hmm. but there is you know money to be made in this 4200 unit Correct. space as well and a lot of people ignore it there is definitely a possibility that you can put your operations hat there and your creative hat there to see how how you can uh, you know profit from it right you also know uh, yeah. in that perspective as well yeah yeah correct so i mean i started with 45 units and i really love it just because uh, you really learn a lot from smaller deals right and you don't have to go big much bigger deal and you forget i mean you cannot be like skipping elementary school and middle school try to go direct to high school i mean you can do it you know once in a while or when the market is so, so good right but the fundamentals of real estate is really learn on the you know, smaller deals right. and even single family right you start with single family and you move to the smaller deals smaller. right So there, there are pros and cons. Uh, for example, you you cannot. The pros is like you don't need to have payroll. The mm. con is also the same thing, right? Mm. You don't have a staff, mm. and then your property manager may be sitting in some downtown office somewhere. Mm. They don't know what's happening at the twenty unit, right, or forty mm. unit. So you need to have really kind of a good property manager. Like even for hundred plus units, also you need a good property manager. But at least you have staff. At least you can mm. talk to them. Hey, what's going on? Because the right. regional might not be. at the site all the time right mm-hmm. you know and the regional might be like going like once in a month once in 15 Correct. days whatever yeah. but you yeah. have a staff there you can talk to hey what's going on on leasing what is the foot traffic what are other strategies that you have how is the rehab going on these units you know have you did the make ready you know all these things is a lawn cut or the swimming pool is clean mm-hmm. you can talk to someone but if there is a 59 unit uh, somewhere like you know in the west side of jacksonville and my property manager is sitting on downtown mm-hmm. they don't even know the pool guy is coming right correct. the loan the no no the lawn is uh, like not cut for the last two months right right so this is good and bad especially if you are uh, doing a out of state uh, mm. property ma- like you know like a asset management that will be more like difficult uh, mm. but there are ways to mitigate that right correct. have you know have a local partner in in your mm. deal that you who is on site uh, like you know on site means at least uh, uh, on the ground goes like once in a week or so think so did you have things. did you have a local yeah. partner there Not in Jacksonville, but not in in Kansas City and Cleveland. But now Jacksonville, uh, I have uh, changed my property manager. He's okay. really hands-on. She actually sits in one of our offices. Okay. The fifteen unit has an office actually. Oh, good. So she's she's really good. And now I can think of you know acquiring more properties in Jacksonville. I was thinking not mm-hmm. to acquire more, but if you have really good property manager who is hands-on and kind of trustworthy, mm-hmm. then you can definitely you know these are really cash cash cows. Yeah, yeah. I mean the pay the people plays the most important aspect in property management right so people business so once you find a really good people you are motivated right so <laughs> if, if you are local or you have a partner locally i mm. think the 40 to 80 unit game you know it's definitely you know worthwhile to, worthwhile, to yeah, not to yeah. not to yeah, there's not many to... people look at that space i mean um, as i said market was so hot right before the pre corona i would say right yeah. now we have to, now we have to talk of pre corona and post corona and post corona yeah yeah but pre-corona i, I kind of so. 
so much of capital looking for deal and everybody just buy the bigger deals right uh, yeah yeah i divide the deals into three uh, three three bands james like 40 to 80 uh-huh. 80 to 160 and 160 above right okay. you know 40 okay. to 80 is where i do kind of deals with mostly jvs and then also syndicate based on uh, deal mm. you know where you don't need on site staff we, we can operationalize and then make sure that uh, let's say if you have multiple 40 to 80 unit deals in the same market you can at least have some scale within that right. have a maintenance person go around these three four properties right uh-huh. so 80 to 160 units where i focus primarily for a syndication perspective where we can have staff typical 160 plus is a you know is a institutional level where the different competition is there uh-huh. which i am not going right now yeah but i would love to go 160, 160 plus. plus okay Okay, I Plus think that's still not bands. still not institutional. <laughs> I it's think not institutional, both, but at least you have a different set different of different level of people. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professional uh, investors, right? I would say maybe. So, how did you structure this JV on the smaller side? Because you really don't have to do syndication for everything, right? I mean, if you have right. a few few guys who are your you know family and friends who are willing to put right. you know some large money, you can just do a JV, right? So, right. can you explain to the audience how did you do that JV right. rather than syndication? So, even yeah, even if it is JV, I would want someone like they do perform t- some task. It's mm. not that you know, hey, like you know, it's a JV and I'll do all the work. Mm. They'll also have to do some work uh, on that. The way I would structure James is two options here. Mm. One, either I put less money. Mm. and they put more money and everybody will have an equal share let's say mm. i'm like giving very rough example mm-hmm. i put 50k and other people put like 100k each or mm. 200k each whatever it is mm. and each of the three persons will get 33% mm. of the of the llc right that's one it. option the second option is i also put 100k like you know all the three people will put 100k into the deal but i get 50% they both get 25% it's okay. just like very high level examples it might not okay. be okay. Mm. either I, i i put less money and and take the equal percentage with the, uh. with other investors or i put more money and uh. and take higher percentage uh, same money same money as others i mean all these deals you're buying in these different cities is it all uh, value add or deep value add or cash right. flowing how is that mostly value add uh, some are deep value adds as well mm. i'm kind of going away some cookie cutter stuff but the cookie cutter stuff i'll still do it but for a long term hold right like uh, that that is more kind of relevant for a jv structure because hey like you know for a, for a syndication i need to perform right 3 to 5 years i need to exit like you know uh-huh. but if i find a deal which is really kind of a long term hold mm. and that is also good for for this model where we i don't need to worry about like you know performing something in 3 to 5 years i i can even take a bridge loan and refinance it and keep it for longer term if you get mm. a cash out that's fine if you don't get a cash out that's also fine at mm. least uh, you know you can get all the rehab money from the lender Mm. renovate it fully and then go to a permanent loan and keep it for like you know 6 to 8 years or 10 years so so you so do you finance with the bridge loan in the beginning in the beginning itself yes yeah half okay. half of the loans are did till now are bridge loans okay half of them okay. are freddy mac but okay. see if there is a deep value at you know i can get all the rehab budget from the bridge lender yeah yeah correct deep value and, and re- refinance yeah. yeah and then refinance it Got so it. um if it's a light kind of a cookie cutter or a little, little bit light value add i mm. we can go i i go with freddy mac loans yeah i mean uh, the smaller ones has less competition um, you know sometimes you make a lot more money because there's no payroll and some, some i don't know some people like uh, the, my 45 units people just like to stay in a smaller community you know because uh, yeah they don't like bigger and you know the people a lot of lot of residents yeah. like a smaller communities they don't need all exactly. these amenities right they just uh, work yep. for housing 
<laughs> yeah that's what another trend is happening right the build uh-huh. to rent right they're uh-huh. they're doing a medium density build to rent uh-huh. the whole complex is for rent let's say they build a town home complex or a single family home complex uh-huh. only for rent because uh-huh. we will be renter nation for, for some time and especially if this post corona it will uh-huh. be it will be delayed like no next three more years uh-huh. people will not be like looking at home ownership right but at the same time they don't want to live in apartments you know they can live in a town home community or a kind of a little bit less density uh, single family right. home community or mm. maybe more more density single family home community they're okay with that right because they still have the pride of ownership you have a better tenant profile and they right. can also feel that they're like living in like a typical a home yeah. uh, than apartment complex so the build to rent a town home and a single family home concept is growing as well so let's say you get a deal like you know you know every day you get a deal right now right i mean you're getting it right. through brokers i presume right so yep. so what are the sniff tests do you do on the deal because sometimes there is too many deals right yeah i have my 60 seconds rule uh, 60 minutes rule and you know 60 days like i see the more you go <laughs> you're going to spend more time on this deal right i i would so the first thing i do is the go to like justice map or costar just to see the demographic demographics right mm-hmm. but that so what is the median income and demographics mix on this and how is mm-hmm. the income is growing in this area right mm-hmm. if that is a bad area i just like so every deal the 60 second is uh, that few steps go to costar yeah first go to yeah no i don't need to costar justice map is free just go to okay. justicemap.org just put the address yeah. what's that, what's the that block what's the website just, called justicemap or oh, justicemap yeah justicemap.org right that org yeah yes, yes yeah just go to that put the address you will see the census block what right. is the median income what is the demographics mix and how the income is changing mm. you know then you will see the first sniff test and right. then i'll see the rents now nowadays what i'm seeing is the average rents like around 750 or above like i'm not mm. going to see minus uh, c property c plus or b mm. uh, yeah so i can quickly take a deal out 60 seconds or less yeah. okay okay That's and good. and then good. next next step will be like you know go to deep underwriting and see what is the rent projections go to rentometer or any other like you know mm. i can go costar or rentometer and see what's the rents uh, is it like you know below the market or not Uh, because i don't care about the rent growth what happened in the next 5 6 years what is the in place rents mm. and what i can achieve with the market right okay that is where i focus let's say if it is you know 75 dollars 150 dollars 200 dollars below then definitely you know if it is like a c plus b area 45k or 40k median income or above and the demographics mix is good and everything then i definitely go to the next level and okay. spend should, should i spend 6 days or not then go to yeah. the 60 days <laughs> <laughs> that's probably including the best and final and all that I yeah every step that you go 6 60 seconds 60 minutes 6 six days or 60 days <laughs> you know you're going to waste your time effort money yeah. um, so on on a deal right so you need to talk to brokers you need to visit like you know mm. it adds up the cost time and effort energy yeah it's crazy right how much uh, work you have to do on progressively right so is there a lot of competition even on the smaller deals yeah, there will be yeah in a sense like you know uh, especially like previously right like last two years there's competition for everything but the 40 to 80 unit space right james like the smaller people cannot buy those and mm. they they still want the track record like you no know, and Correct. a good thing they don't want to give it uh, the deal to anyone mm. the the bigger people they're not interested in this deal right because as uh, the same thing what you said like you know mm. it's too much work definitely uh, there will be competition but if you do a jv structure and especially you can do a long term hold or maybe a 1031 exchange because on a larger syndication 
it'll be 20 30 40 people it will be difficult to convince everyone hey let's do a 1031 exchange right mm. so on a smaller deal like if i get a 42 unit we got right i know the jv people like we have five people so once we we got a bridge loan we renovate we'll sell say if somebody wants to you know buy this thing we have a bigger pool of money in the in the in the pot for the 1031 now mm. we can from 42 units i can go to 80 units and then mm. i can go to 160 units from the same and it. i can spin off three four 1031 exchange like that and quickly i can go from 200 to 800 units within two to three years or four years yeah, that's interesting right? uh, yeah you can you can start from small and just doing 1031 right. and start increasing exactly and a syndication it's it's not kind of very difficult you know right like i have yeah. 40 40 investors like half of them hey i need my money back half of them say hey, let's do 1031 okay then it'll mm. be it will be difficult to coordinate this yeah, very interesting yeah i never i never done a 1031 exchange until now because uh, i don't prefer it so much because i'm worried that it causes me to buy the wrong deals right because uh, you know all 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 yeah. sellers love 1031 buyers right so that's i mean just you need to be active don't don't disclose that you're 1031 buyer so <laughs> you need to be active have have those deal flow right like you know yeah. so you need to be really active i get like you know every time i have like four five four to five six deals mm-hmm. then i can pick the right one hey i'm not going to go wrong on this because it's a b property like you know mm-hmm. 80s construction whatever that the criteria that you have Got it. you know the rents are uh, like a hundred dollars lower i'm okay to even overpay 100k 200k on this because you know, on the 1031, you want certainty, right? You want mm. the certainty to close it. Correct. So pick correct. the right property and mm. make sure you do the due diligence and then do the 1031. Because, yeah. So worst case, you need to pay taxes. It's not like <laughs> end of the world, you know? Correct, But, correct, you know, correct. it's better, better than, you know, going into bad deal. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. 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 So tell me about your value add strategy. You know, what is the most, uh, I mean, do you do interior, exterior? And from there, can you define what's the most valuable value add that you have seen? No, I do like I did deep value add. The roofs are leaking, like falling down. Like you know, we got mm-hmm. a new roof, and and completely re, you know renovating the units to to top notch. Like you know, paying seven to eight thousand dollars also into the C properties. Uh, the most I think the the thing is we need to see the whole the holistic picture, right? There is no one specific thing that I do which is the most value add. Mm-hmm. I think just uh, turning around that property to create the the maximum value out of this right like if it is a exterior deferred maintenance the problem with the exterior deferred maintenance is mm. you don't get any rent bump you know if i mm. change my roof correct right? correct yeah um, but you need to make sure that you negotiate the deal okay hey this has a roof issue like you know and if you paying the market price for a for a you know deep value add that doesn't make sense right if there is an exterior deferred maintenance uh-huh. um, you know i would love to hope, have like you know everything in, in place and only do the interior when interior value add right correct uh, that is the best thing to do if i if i can get but uh, I, i'm not afraid of deep value adds i did like you know full redevelopments also i'm doing new construction uh, uh-huh. as well so you know whatever the maximum value that you can derive out of the property or deal right that is that is what i look into it. got it got it got it so that's very interesting so Tell me about yourself. You are an engineer and you are doing real estate right now. You know, where do you see yourself in the next, you know, five to 10 years? Yeah. Pre, like, pre-corona yeah. or pro-corona? <laughs> <laughs> if you talk, like, you know, if we had the same conversation in January, James, I was like, thinking that, like, you know, I would, I would retire in 2020. Like, you uh-huh. know, I had two, two deals. I was about to go under contract. I, I backed out on one deal. I was other uh-huh. deal also. I might, uh, you know, 80% I'm there in the fence to back out. <laughs> right okay. it completely changes right so mm-hmm. things things like this you go back to the square one go back mm-hmm. to drawing board or go back to school 
right? Correct, and then, correct. you know, rethink your strategies. Yeah, definitely deep value adds and new construction. I wanted to create maximum value out of it, cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. I'm like mostly ignoring, but if I can do long-term hold, I'm okay with cookie cutter. Let's say it's not that I can get out three to five years and do this like kind of churn. Like it's, it's a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think... Um, when you just come into syndication or, or, or a multifamily, it is a passive income. This is mm. not passive income at all. Like mm. zero <laughs> passive yeah, income. Yeah. But yeah. for investors, yes. So I would continue doing what I'm doing, but a little mm. more conservative with the new new rules. The rules mm. have changed. <laughs> the rules have changed, yeah. <laughs> the, the, play, the, the playing field changed. The game is changed. Everything is changed, right? Mm. But the fundamentals remain the same, right? We, are, we will be renters nation. The multifamily will not go away. People need place to place to live. And the next one year will be a little bit, uh, you know, at least, uh, you know, six months to one year will be a bit tough, you know, from an operations perspective, fully focusing on operations on mm. what I have. And uh, I'll, I'll continue the story, but the story now will be much better, right? Like you Correct. see what is the need for passive income. Now you know better, right? Mm. Things might change. People are getting layoff. So mm. you need to get your passive income streams. The Correct. story Correct. becomes Correct. stronger now, you know, not, nothing changed in that perspective. Right. Correct, correct, correct. Um, and also in the stocks market, I mean, you can lose your money, right? But in uh, brick exactly. and mortar real estate, you don't really lose the money. You just at least the capital is preserved. You capital. have a hard asset. You can go yeah. and touch, feel it, and then mm. that's not going anywhere. You might have like you know, instead of eight percent returns, you might have two percent returns or one percent returns. At least your capital is preserved. Yeah, stock markets you're beating down like crazy there. You know, correct, losing correct. half of your money or more than half of your money. Yeah. Uh, right. So the story not. It did not change. It got better now. Mm. The story got better. And maybe it's easier to you know pass on this thing. But there might be challenges raising capital in the next few months because mm. people might have lost money in stock or you know lost their job, whatever right. it is. But uh, eventually it will come back. The people will remember this. They know the value of uh, you know passive, in, passive income more than, than before. Mm. Uh, I'll continue the value add, uh, deep value adds and new construction. Uh, strategies in, into the multifamily. Got it. Got it. Is there a proud moment in your life that you think you're you're really really proud that you cannot forget? I mean, until now, I mean, of course, you're going to do a lot more things, right? But uh, until now, you know, when you started this uh, business, right? Yeah, the the first twenty unit deal when we actually renovated this thing, I was like mm. really felt happy. It was actually really bad property. The mm. roofs were le- really leaking and everything. The tenants were bad. Like it's just a uh, you know, the, the backyard, everything was all trash. Like completely, we reprofiled this thing. We, we, we did make like more than 70%, uh, you know, returns on that. Uh, the money factor, that's one thing that overall, that transformation that you do, I kind of really uh, was proud uh, moment for me. And also in, in, into the land development to deals uh-huh. that I'm doing. You know, it was 18 months of effort for us to get this 97 unit uh, townhome project. We closed it in February. So I was another like, you know, proud moment from, from a, new development site. Got it. So you're like moving from one domain to the another domain. That's That must be happy moment, right? So, and why did you move to development? Yeah, it's like, you know, as I said, right, like I like this North Carolina, Austin, Atlanta, hot markets, like, you know, the, because I would rather do it in these markets, but there are no deals out there in a sense, like too expensive. You know, Austin, right? Like, you know, Correct. the yeah, old 1970s and 80s product itself is so expensive. <laughs> I would rather build new with this, but Correct. there are unknowns. Like, you know, there yeah. are there are risks for new construction. It's Correct. not, uh, you know, that easy to, it has its own. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, um, everybody, everybody will be building, right? If it's easy, Everybody right? will be building. It, it has its own stuff. Correct. Um, but Correct. overall, I, I want to be patient to, to find the right deals. 
and mm. uh, you know find the right uh, construction partners and find the right type of investors right mm. not everybody will be interested in new development right uh, they want cash flow you're not going to get cash flow you might there's a lot of risk also you might lose your capital also in that like you know mm. because there's no asset there right it's all correct, in the correct. <laughs> yeah you have to go through so uh, many entitlement process and city exactly. approvals and all that there's right. red tape involved uh, there's so much of uh, you know things involved but i would Uh, in in a market like Austin or North Carolina, uh, I would rather build than buy a 70s and 80s product. Mm, got it. Got that it, was the main it. reason for me to get into new development because I like the market. What I can do in this market because I love North Carolina, I love Austin, I love North Atlanta. Mm. What I can do in these markets from a real estate perspective, then the only answer for me is, is is the new development. Interesting. So tell our audience how to get hold of you. Yeah, uh, you can reach out in uh, like with my website zowest dot com z o b e s t like invest zowest dot com. You can reach out uh, Rama at uh, zowest dot com, and I'm active in a lot of uh, Facebook groups. You, you can reach out to me there as well. Awesome, thanks Rama for coming in. Happy to have you here, and uh, happy to that you add a lot of value to our listeners. Thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode. If you'd like to learn even more, check out James's free audiobook. It's the audio version of his best-selling book on passive investing. You can get the audiobook completely free, along with other valuable resources, by visiting www.achieveinvestmentgroup.com/free-audiobook. Also, be sure to join our Facebook group too. To find it, just do a Facebook search for Multifamily Investors Group. Thanks for listening. Join us again for another episode next week. See you then.